0: Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have Heather here with me. She has not been here in a little while. So I am so happy that she's here. And we had a good chat before we even started recording. And we're going to talk today about some common mistakes that we see when people switch to pro-metabolic eating and full transparency. Many of these are mistakes that we made as well. So no shade being thrown, but we just really want to talk about it because we both believe that kind of like the blueprint of prone metabolic is really nourishing and we can't make a cult out of anything basically. And so I think that we want to just be transparent that there are probably issues within any type of like meal plan, or I don't want to call it a diet, but even like lifestyle and since pro metabolic is kind of the blueprint that we both use mostly we fully believe that there are really good things about it. But we also think that with anything, you can go too far. You can pick out the pieces that you think are going to work. And so we're just really going to dive
1: into some of those things that we've seen today.
0: And yeah, I think it's gonna be fun.
1: I'm excited. I'm pumped to be here. I'm pumped to be back. (laughs) And I just love what you echoed a little bit of how when you are in a place where you're just not really sure what to do, or there's a lot of information coming in. And then you start hearing something that makes sense. And it's aligning and your intuition is pulling you towards like, Hey, this might be a good step for you. It's really easy to kind of go all in or to have a lot of hype around like, well, this is going to be that missing piece. Because I haven't tried this before. And it makes sense. And all of these symptoms are exactly what I'm experiencing. And so it's almost that like new boyfriend mentality, right? Like you're like all in, but like with anything, there's always a capacity to which things are going to work and support is going to work. And so I really just like to remind people like, Hey, it's still a long game. There's usually not ever going to be one thing that your body was missing that created all of this dysfunction. Unless it's progesterone, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not as simple as, you know, just make more. But the point is that usually there are number one years of habits and patterns and things that contributed to your body having the responses that you're currently having. And so that doesn't mean it takes years to heal, but it does mean that it's probably not going to be super, super fast. And if it is super fast, then That means you might want to also ensure that the way you are bringing in the support is something sustainable for you as well, because it's really easy to jump all in and feel really great, but then it's still not be something sustainable. So I know we give diet culture a lot of flack about like, you know, people go on and off of diets all the time, but you can actually have that same kind of mentality, that same maybe personality type and that show up with even good things like eating more clean, or like working out, or like a pro-metabolic lifestyle. So I just really advocate, you know, even if you are somebody who jumps all in and you know that about yourself, think about how you are integrating these routines to give yourself some longevity and how it's really fitting in with your life. And if you start noticing, hey, I'm changing a lot about my life that might not be sustainable doesn't mean you have to pull all the way back, but you just might want to think, okay, what are some of those safety nets I can put up to help me stay sustainable?
0: Right. Yeah. Instead of just deciding like, okay, I'm going to, you know, check all the boxes that I found online for pro metabolic, and I'm going to, you know, eat all these things. And I think even what you were saying about like making it sustainable, I think having the mindset of like. I don't want to make this another diet. I don't want to make this like another thing that I try. Like I truly want to nourish my body and take those smaller steps little by little. I always talk about this and always tell my clients that I would so much rather see, you know, you taking two small steps for the next two weeks that you can sustain and that are helping your body and nourishing your body than changing 10 things. And then you know, in a month or two months being like, this is too much. I can't do it. I'm just going to go back to, you know, eating whatever I was doing before because it was just easier. And so,
1: Yeah. yeah, it, a lot of times is that most people, especially if you've been kind of like in and out of diet culture or you're more type a or really goal driven. And you're like, I want my body to look like this and I want to perform like this. And I have these goals. A lot of times that Has taught us, and and maybe we're trained in a model of if I do blank, then I will have whatever this thing is I want the weight I want, or the body I want, or the health I want. When really, I think what you and I have learned through this journey and kind of alongside of that, having an entrepreneur journey too is that hey, it's not so much about doing the things and checking off the boxes, it's more about becoming a person who makes decisions that work for them under this, you know, kind of new belief of like, this is just who I am. I am someone who cares about my metabolism. I am someone who makes healthy choices. And that takes it out of that. I have to do, 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 because we know, Hey, when you're being that person, your brain's going to naturally gravitate towards choices that are going to help you eventually have that thing that you want. Versus you having to kind of like muscle your way there and fit yourself in there. And I think that just ties so well with, I know something you shared is that you're integrating those mindset, a mindset coach into your new program. And this is at least what I work like when my clients and I do mindset. I know this is something we've talked about for you too, is like, hey, the mindset piece of this is how do we break those patterns and those habits of being somebody who pushes yourself too hard or who has to go all in or who maybe pendulum swing from I'm either totally committed, or I'm doing absolutely nothing. So I just thought that was really cool, because you mentioned it. And I was like, man, that's just another way that I'm seeing you come alongside women and help them in their journey by adding that mindset piece. And it really goes along with what we're talking about when it comes to this kind of pro metabolic movement. Hey, this, if you still are using old mindset patterns and habits, even though you've got something good that you're doing it on, it still might not be creating those results you want. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're talking about mindset, I think that
0: the mindset of food freedom Mm. is food freedom is kind of more of like a keyword that I don't think totally relates to pro-metabolic, but for some people it does. And so I think especially for, so for me, when I first started, again, like I think just saying like eating pro-metabolic or doing the pro-metabolic diet or something like we all like labels and we want to like have a little box that we can fit things into. I don't think it's quite that simple, but I am using those terms because most of what I teach fits under that umbrella. Again, like most of it. So when I'm saying, you know, when I first started pro metabolic, I'm also like in conflict with myself in a, a little bit with just what you said of like, I don't want this to be a, like this is my fad diet for the next couple of years. Like, It truly has been a mindset shift for me for nourishment. But what originally drew me in was starting to see some of the more like original pro-metabolic people talking about like, actually dairy is not bad for you. Actually, like natural sugar isn't bad for you. And so like swinging my mindset from, I have to restrict, restrict, restrict to be healthy. That's what I believed at the time. And that's what I was teaching my clients at the time because it made sense in the world of what I was taught that, you know, all of these things were inflammatory. And we really, I feel like we're just throwing the baby out with the bathwater in so many ways on that side of the pendulum of like, we weren't looking at the quality of food necessarily. We weren't looking at like how each person reacts individually. We weren't looking at, you know, you're saying like dairy is inflammatory. So dairy free is better, but like, again like we're not even talking about what is dairy free and what's in dairy free and so anyway like there there's a whole other conversation about ingredients and quality and your mindset around food when i was kind of swinging that way toward restriction when i started seeing messages that said you don't have to do that of course my body and my mind were like definitely don't want to keep doing this because i was only doing it because i thought it was healthy it wasn't because it was what i wanted And so it's really easy to swing the other way where you're like food freedom, like everything's fine within the context of like, well, if I can have dairy, then that means I can go get ice cream. It's fine. Or if I can have sugar, then, you know, I'll just go get a pie at the store or whatever. And so like, I think that's one of the huge mistakes that I see often is when we're just swinging really far back and forth and we're not actually focused on the nourishment mindset and we're also not focused on the quality of the yeah. food that we're eating. It's just not really like a loving way to treat your body.
1: Yeah, and I think that comes from gaps. You hit it on the head when you're like, hey, a lot of times we wanna be in a box. And typically when it's like, why do we wanna be in a box? Because we feel safer in an uncertain environment by having these guardrails up, right? But what the actual solution to that Not putting yourself into a box. It's understanding the environment you're in. What are you uncertain about? What do you not know? Where do you have gaps in your education and your knowledge? And that actually is what becomes the tool to help you make these decisions in a way where you have more freedom. So it's like the discipline of learning what your body needs and how your body works and why some of the things that work do work is actually what's going to give you the freedom to be able to make those choices differently. I think a great example of this is what I was telling you earlier of like, this is going to lead us into one of the next mistakes we see people make, but I maybe have happened to heavy in pasta for my last like seven meals. <laughs> We've just done a lot of traveling and our grocery stuff has been off. But anyways, we were talking about the type of pasta. So it's really easy for pasta to get a bad rep and be like, oh, well, pasta's bad. And so I was telling Leisha that, you know, I've had pasta. But I was like, I haven't had the good pasta, but it's because I know what makes pasta quote unquote bad. Well, it's not that pasta itself is bad. It, I have to look at the sourcing. Some pasta sources are going to be better than others. Some are going to create more inflammation. Some are going to have some added ingredients that aren't going to be ideal for my body, but some can be perfectly, you know, sound and can actually provide the same amounts of nourishment and nutrients that I'm really looking for, you know, kind of depending on the environment that I'm having it in. Definitely maybe not for seven meals in a row, but I just think that. Really, what we're hitting on is like, hey, the things that you might be noticing are your habits and your patterns are most likely a reflection of things you don't know or you haven't been taught. And so that comes alongside, number one, a lot of unlearning. I have so many clients in our program say like, I am unlearning things that I've just like believed and accepted as truth my whole life. And what we do is not just say, hey, these things aren't true. We say, hey, this is why you were taught that. This is why that got this reputation or that's been the accepted norm by society. For example, like dairy is inflammatory. Well, this is why dairy can cause inflammation. This is the benefit that dairy has. These are the cons that dairy has. This is where you can meet in the middle and decide what type of dairy and what role dairy is going to serve for you. And that knowledge is really the empowerment for you to make those decisions without the pendulum swinging. And I also think that really gets people to a place. I know you mentioned food freedom and I think intuitive eating is another like hot topic. They're like, why just intuitively eat? Well, that can be great, but there can still be things you could be intuitively eating and still be struggling with acne and still have a slow functioning thyroid. And maybe it's because your body is craving certain things, but you aren't quite sure how to source it or how to time it or what your overall calorie environment in your you know, nutrition needs to look like. And so that's where having, again, that knowledge, that understanding of how your body works and how to work with it can actually come in and support you feeling like you have more freedom and enjoying becoming somebody who supports their body in a way that gets results.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think even with your example about pasta, like we're talking about the quality of the pasta, but you also mentioned the environment that Mm -hmm. you're eating the pasta in. And we're not talking about like the room and how cute the room is Mm -hmm. that you're eating your pasta in. Like, I would interpret that as like, are you having protein with it? Is no. it the only meal you've eaten all day? Are no. you stressed
1: out? Like, what does my calorie look down? like the whole day? What's my blood sugar been looking like? What am I adding to it? You know, where's my gut at? Where am I at my cycle? Sometimes, sometimes in my cycle, like I can handle a pretty heavier carb load than other times where I know if I have that much at once, it might fluctuate my blood sugar a little bit. And then there's times where that blood sugar fluctuation, my body can handle really well. And then there's times other times where I know like, Hey, stress is high or sleep has been low, or there's been a lot of other blood sugar fluctuations going on. And I don't, I don't want to add that on to my body having to take time to process through, you know, regulating those things.
0: Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. And so much of what we're talking about, like what just really for me in my heart is that I think it feels so easy for us to be looking for that next thing, especially when we're not feeling like we want to or not having the results we want to. It's so easy to be like, okay, I'm just gonna like follow this person online or I'm gonna do, you know, this course. And obviously, like we believe in those things. And when you're kind of just checking boxes and you're basically outsourcing your intuition, I think that that's where it can become unhealthy. Now, again, I think we all go through different seasons where like, there's a little bit more of that, a little bit less of that. We do have to learn little by little to actually feel what our bodies are feeling. And we have to learn to trust ourselves. And I think that it's so easy to say, learn to trust yourself, but like learning to trust yourself comes with like a reason to trust yourself. Like you can't just say like, "Oh, I just need to trust myself" when the decisions you've been making maybe you don't have any basis for them or they haven't been working. Like maybe that is a reason that you're not trusting yourself and that can be valid. And so I think that there's there's lots of different ways to go about it, but I know for me that with situations like that, like it has been so helpful to have a one-on-one coach or someone who's looking with me to help me realize like where these gaps are and fill in the education. And then that trust is able to build. And so sometimes it doesn't mean you have to just do it all on your own to be able to trust yourself. But sometimes it doesn't mean that you outsource everything either. So I think that sometimes you can, in different seasons, you may be able to be a little more intuitive and realize where you are basically. So one, I think one of our first things that we thought of as a mistake is basically those check boxes again where it's like okay i'm doing adrenal cocktails and i'm doing beef liver and why am i not feeling better and so really i notice with almost anything that it's so easy for us especially as busy moms by the way like totally on board with this it's so easy for us to just do the things that feel easiest and with pro metabolic again like there is a huge focus on food and a huge focus on nourishment and it's still really easy to focus on the supplements And when we're just focused on like, oh, maybe I should be doing cod liver oil and beef liver and adrenal cocktails and magnesium and pearl powder, or like, you know, there's a million different things that you may have come across. And I definitely think that those things do need to be personalized to a certain extent. And you need to be understanding what they do for your body and finding out if you actually need that. But it can be so easy to just focus on those things and almost still be looking for that quick fix. And I know we both see that a lot.
1: Yeah. I was talking with a group of women on our pop-up coaching yesterday, and a lot of times they're going to holistic dietitians and naturopaths, and they're getting these results of you know testing, showing them kind of where there's imbalances in their body and that the system has some disruptions. But then they're just handed like a list of supplements, and sometimes are really expensive. And I just like to remind you, like, hey, your supplements are only going to be able to work to the capacity at which your body's functioning. So if you have this evidence that the system itself isn't functioning well. And we can see that there's a disruption in the way your body is breaking things down and the way your body's producing energy and the way your body's using minerals, then adding a supplement isn't going to fix that. It's just that now you're putting something more expensive into an already broken machine. Whereas I'm like, hey, whoa, why don't we fix the machine before you put something more expensive into it? It's just like if you go to the gas station, your premium gas isn't going to fix the reason your car is not going, you know, driving the way you want it to. Why don't you fix the motor engine problem? And then you can put the premium gas in if you feel like, hey, that actually prevents, you know, things from getting disrupted again. So I think that's really important because it's just a way that we can take something that's a good thing, which is taking a root cause approach, diving deeper into your body, but still miss the actual piece of it that's going to get you those results. And For you and I, I know it's hey, if we're gonna get this information looking at the system, figuring out what's disrupted, let's actually tackle that from a more well-rounded perspective of let's pull out the root, let's teach you what you need to know to prevent this from happening, let's fix this imbalance. And then we can use the supplements to kind of guide us after that point. And then okay, so what else? So we hit on doing everything, doing everything too fast. We hit on the food freedom mindset, whole environment. Let's talk about going too fast a little bit more.
0: We just barely kind of touched on that. But one thing that we see a lot of times, and this was me, by the way, so fully transparent, when I was like, oh, I can have dairy, I can have sugar, I can whatever, it's really easy to, I mean, a lot of times, especially if you're coming from this restriction, like your body is like, yes, please give me food, right? And so it's really easy to just dive all the way in. And I think, almost anyone who is teaching like slow and steady transition into nourishing your body is going to tell you that it's going to be important to take a little bit of time to assess where you are before you just try to like totally change everything or just dive in and start eating more or whatever and a lot of women are somewhere in like the 13 to 1500 calorie range pretty regularly when they're skipping meals or restricting whether it's on purpose or not. And if you just all of a sudden are like, sweet, I'm going to go to 2,500 calories. You are going to see that your body's not ready for that most often. So sometimes that can show up as like detox issues, like acne coming up, or you can definitely have weight gain. That's kind of an obvious one. There's multiple ways that your body can show like, hold on, I'm not quite ready for this. Or Like there are going to be some things that maybe your body still isn't ready for. Maybe your gut is a mess and dairy really isn't working for you right now. But it's not because dairy is the problem. It's because there's something else going on in your body, which is what we're talking about with environment. But I just want to mention, I think that it can be a really common mistake to just be like, I'm just going to change everything. I'm going to start having more carbs. I'm going to start having orange juice, all of these things. Sometimes that works great. It's just what your body needs and you're good sometimes it's a little too much and taking one thing at a time can really make a difference. And again, I don't focus on calories a lot, but when I get asked questions about weight and when I get asked questions about like how to know how much energy you need, sometimes it's just really helpful to know what you're actually getting. And I don't think that we need to be really like focused on tracking long term. I don't think we need to be counting calories every day by any means but I do think that it can't just be thrown out as like, oh, well, if I'm eating, you know, nutrient-dense foods, then it must be exactly what my body needs. Like, no, we need to get honest with ourselves and see like we're not actually getting enough protein or we are getting extra fat besides what our body actually needs in the day, even if it's healthy fat. And so realizing where you actually are can be so empowering to make slow and steady steps forward versus just like do all the
1: things. Yeah, and I also think that highlights the importance of a method, too, right? Because that's what you are getting when you're working with somebody who's coming in and supporting you and coaching you, and you know, in either of our programs, it's that you're not just having to consume a lot of information, a lot of new facts, a lot of new things, and then figure out what to do. So typically, you're going to gravitate towards either like what's the easiest or what's been the hardest for you to restrict, and you're just going to do that. Whereas like when you're in an environment where someone kind of knows the process, the body goes through to heal, you're coming alongside of that process and you're going to get taught, Hey, these are the things you need to focus on first or what you should shift first so that the body can heal in an incremental kind of calculated way. And just in talking about the mistakes, I do see that a lot because a lot of the people that are originally and kind of even currently sharing about pro-metabolic are giving us so much information. That's really great, and really helpful it can be difficult to navigate what's important, what's not for you. And it's really easy to just start like doing all the things and then to feel frustrated of like, well, that didn't really work for me, or I'm not seeing the same results she did. And so I think that just highlights the power of having that method and somebody who knows like, Hey, this is how your body's going to heal based off of where you're at. So let's help it alongside that same timeline. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the last thing that we had mentioned that we wanted to talk about was almost like the other way. So like going all in, but then going all in, in, in an even more extreme way, where a lot of times when you're coming into pro-metabolic, you might come across some information that says like, your body is overstressed, like you're overstressing it with exercise. And so many of us just basically stop exercising for a while. With that being said, I don't know that I totally stopped, but I definitely like slowed way down for a while. I have so much more grace for myself in that than I used to. And moving our bodies is always going to be something that is going to be important. Obviously, I say always, if you like broke your leg, just had a baby, like there's lots of reasons that maybe like you needed to stay in bed for a minute. What I mean, though, is like outside of those extenuating circumstances, gentle movement is still going to be probably really appropriate. And maybe even more moderate movement, you need to learn to you know, trust your body and understand what your body actually needs. But just totally stopping, I think can be a mistake because there is still so much benefit to your cardiovascular system, to your stress, to your metabolism from moving. And so even if that is taking a walk versus like weightlifting, if you feel like your body can't handle that right now, I would recommend that just totally stopping exercise is probably not going to be ideal for most of us. And then the other thing that I see happen sometimes, and then I have my clients come back to me and be like, hold on, I'm not sure about this, is so much of the time it's easy to basically just like stop eating vegetables, right? And so with that being said, hopefully that you're still hopefully you're still eating carrot salad, hopefully you're still eating root veggies. But I even see sometimes that people are like, really just more like eating like potatoes and rice and not getting really any veggies at all because they heard that like broccoli or green veggies might be harder on the gut or harder on the thyroid. There is some truth to that, but I think that it's mostly in the context of like the other extreme of eating raw broccoli and kale every single day. Like I think that's where it really gets to be an issue. And so I think, again, like let's find a little bit of a happy medium where you're able to still eat a little bit of nuts and seeds. You're still able to eat a salad sometimes without it being like your main source of vegetables or your main source of like your lunch every single day.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I teach my clients and that we utilize, so i just always go so back so hard to education. So I teach them like, how can you look at the hormone markers your body is giving you each month and review, kind of put that alongside of maybe what you're eating or what some of your meals have looked like or your habits and see like, all right, hey, I'm, you know, maybe my temps aren't as high as I want them to be. So then I'll look and see like, all right, are you having a ton of spinach, a ton of kale? Are you adding it to every meal? Are you, you know, eating fat bombs with peanut butter and chia seeds four times a day? Like, these are things I think about that I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Then we just know if your goal is to speed up your thyroid and to see your metabolism pick up a little bit, we might want to pull this back a little bit for a while, right? And so it's really about learning how your body responds to specific things. And I've definitely had clients that have gone through seasons where I've pulled out all raw veggies and greens. I've definitely had clients that have gone through seasons where I've pulled all exercise and movement except for maybe some gentle yoga or some pelvic floor stuff or whatever. To reach a specific goal. But I think again, when you are just kind of like uncertain and you're unsure and you're like, I really don't know what to do. But this part of pro-metabolic living has been helpful for me. So I'm just gonna kind of keep going with the other parts and cut all of this stuff out. It can feel number one, a little bit overwhelming and like, what do I do? Because I'm not seeing those results I want, but I think I'm doing everything quote unquote right. But at the same time, it can cause you to. Swing the other way, like Leisha said, where you are kind of not listening to your intuition anymore, and you really want those Brussels sprouts. Feel like you can't have them, and that again is kind of you still maybe operating in that mentality of if I do do do, then I will have this result. Versus kind of becoming somebody who understands their body, knows how to interpret the things their body is asking for, and the signs their body is giving to align with what your goals are in this season. And I think that's another thing that we probably see a lot when it comes to mistakes people make with pro metabolic eating is that we think we're going to just adapt this new habit or this new way of eating or this new lifestyle. And we can just like find something that works for us and stick to it long term. But we are dynamic beings that go through different seasons. And sometimes you need a healing season. And then maybe you'll step into a season where you can be a little bit more aggressive with a specific goal, you know, whatever it may be, whether it be a weight goal or performance goal or physical goal or strength goal and then maybe you'll go into another season where stress is just so high and your body just needs loads and loads of support. Then maybe you go into a healing season after that. And then maybe you step back into a goal-based season. Right. It's really understanding that dynamic and how your body responds and how you can interpret those responses and then know exactly what tools are going to be the most supportive for you that fit into your lifestyle, your preferences and your goals.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to, finish this episode up with a little bit of encouragement because I think we've talked about like a lot of things that are like, quote unquote, wrong. There is so much change and so much good that can happen from basically even, even doing it a little too hard or going a little too all in or, you know, making some mistakes. Again, like I think that we all learn from mistakes. So it's not even necessarily a problem that we've made these mistakes i think it's just what do we do with it from there and so learning that maybe you know going too all in was a little too much for your thyroid a little too much for your metabolism right now you can take that information and learn to pull back a little bit or and just be able to even start learning to trust your body within that and of course both heather and i are here to support you and help you when and if that feels right for you we are fully in alignment that some people are going to need what I have. Some people are going to need what Heather has. Her reset is going to be open or it's open now. It's going to be starting again in January. She has an amazing program. I have different programs. So our hearts are here to support you and we're here to help you. And also we realize that not everyone's in a season where that's what they need or want. And so we just want to encourage you that even if you have made mistakes... Number one, we're here to help. Number two, there are things that you can do on your own too. As long as you have this perspective that you're learning, you're changing, you're nourishing your body, and you're listening to what it's telling you, you're going to really go a long way there. And so we just want to encourage you with that. And we're so thankful that you're here and you're listening. I hope that this has been a blessing and we will see you next time. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full, informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course, Nourish Your Hormones, is created specifically for you. It's a step by step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page, at Leisha Drews, and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.